0: I'm firm. just edging you, baby.
1: <laughs> hey, what's going on? You are listening to Pull the Plug Podcast with myself, Mrs. Godzilla.
2: And me, Justin G. <laughs> myself, Justin Briner.
3: And me, Sarah M. Mm, the gang is back,
2: everybody. You We're gotta love it. Oh, up? It feels so good. In the flesh. What's up, queens? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Life is good. How you guys
0: doing? Oh, excellent. Couldn't be better. We couldn't yeah. be better. It's just you're looking to be good. back.
3: Thank you. That's Let's right.
2: Tell you, <laughs> just tell you let right good, now.
3: Look good, feel good. You know. That's
2: right. That's my Which motto. Right. Uh We've been off for what? Two weeks now. I think, I think so, so. so. I don't know.
3: Then we all just bailed.
1: Like we we're like taking vacation. We were yeah, taking right? like a mental health wellness break.
2: Yeah. When when you when you realize that you need a break, that's when you need to take the break. Don't push yes. it. No, it's valid. Don't don't let it go too long because you're gonna you're gonna hurt yourself mentally and physically. So just. Center yourself, take a break. It's that's important. Right. Well,
1: I mean, you got to listen to Hal and Joanne when they tell you it's body break time. That's when you know it's mental health break time, too. <laughs>
2: Stay fit. That's right. And fuck a lot. That's and what fuck saying,
0: a lot. I think that's what he used to say.
1: I think yeah. that was think the that exact was the catchphrase. Yeah. I remember seeing that.
0: <laughs> Stay fit
2: and fuck a lot.
1: That I'm adopting buster. that for sure.
2: It's a great, great <laughs> words to live by. But yeah, yeah, we are
1: back with a vengeance tonight. We've got a great show coming your way.
2: Let me let me t- let me tell you, ladies I'm gentlemen, King, kings and queens out there. Let me <laughs> tell you, got a fucking humdinger of a show for you tonight. Uh, Briner's coming at us with another ranker, a tanker. Yes,
3: ranker, yep. tanker. Super stoked.
2: Yeah. Um, because we've been off for two weeks, I've I've been able to assemble a fairly substantial group of sucks to suck stories. So we got that Ooh. coming up for you this evening as well. Don't Did mind that.
3: We've got some catching up to do.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's right. But the 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 piece. The resistance, Yeah. as the Portuguese say, is <laughs> something like that. Are you Portuguese? So yeah, sure. I sure. like it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <naturally>. clearly. Um, <laughs> the reason why everyone is listening to this show, yes. to this particular episode, is because tonight we have the legend mm-hmm. Trevor Gordon Hall joining us. Could oh, not be more excited. That's like legit, guys. Like We've made it. We're here. <laughs> the the dude is playing here the dude
0: has played carnegie hall i like i can't even understand that
3: we are
0: why is that on our level we're not I, worthy it's not it's, it's not on our level he's
2: it's gonna not. realize that <laughs> very quickly <laughs> <laughs> but let me let me tell you just a little peek behind the curtain uh ladies and gentlemen i don't know if i've prepared more for a show ever oh wow like
0: yeah, you're on fire.
2: Like I just wanted to be like, <laughs> like I just, I, I, just don't want this guy to like hate us. Like that's all I well, want. He's still well, but maybe less. Sure. Yes. Definitely. A little bit. And less.
1: anyone that has joined us for this show because of Trevor, um, hopefully, also hates us less than they would otherwise. That's right.
4: <laughs> that's, uh, all that's, right. That's,
1: that's all we can ask. we're setting the bar um, high, actually, for ourselves. But um, setting the bar, and we'll see if we fall further under or if we can scramble over it we'll see
0: <laughs> either way yeah. we'll hit a bar
2: definitely yes. yeah. we yeah.
1: may run straight into it yes <laughs> clothesline
2: right. ourselves ourselves. Right right. knock <laughs> our teeth out and everything right. um so super jazzed on that and then as uh, in a celebration of trevor gordon hall joining us on the show uh we're featuring all of his music tonight on pull the plug right on super jazzed on that um if you want to stay up to date with anything pull the plug related mm-hmm. Where where do you where do you where do you go for that Shannon?
1: You go to our website p 2 bpodcastcom
2: It's That's little. It like a jingle. I like that. You didn't sing it. It was more like a jingle. It and was. I, and yeah, I appreciate that. It that was very
1: good. emphasized. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just that in good. case you didn't know that that the website was com. That's <laughs> the part that we're you really Canadi-
2: we're in Canada. We're in <laughs> Canada. In Canada. <laughs> yeah, that's Canadi- true. Is that where we are? Canada. We're in Canada, and Canada. Uh, it could be dossier, but it's com. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: Canadian. Yeah, by the should canada. buy that domain with the .ca. I
2: looked into it and it's it's not worth it. Okay. <laughs> it's not. We don't need it. Okay. Somebody start a rival podcast. That would be interesting. That would oh. be funny. Just, <laughs> the, just
1: The Canadian version of Pull the Plug. Yeah, just slander. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love that. Uh yeah, uh, once again, ptbpodcast.com if you want to uh you know, figure everything out from Pull the Plug. That's that's great. Um Trevor Gordon Hall is coming up next. Uh Brianer, what's the first song of the evening? Well, should we play a little snippet of what they're going to hear? You can't imagine what I want more than listening to a Trevor Gordon Hall song right now. just wants to confirm. I'm just edging you, baby. (laughs) That's all I'm I'm, doing. I'm so close.
3: (laughs) Just edging.
2: This one's called
0: This Beautiful Chaos. Kind of like our show here on P2P Podcast. Check it out.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. We welcome Trevor Gordon-Hall to PTP, uh, an instrumental artist who we are pumped to have on celebrating your new album. Welcome, Trevor.
5: Thank you so much for having me. All right.
1: So you've got the new album out, This Beautiful Chaos. Uh, It just came out last month. Mm -hmm. How excited are you to finally have it out there?
5: I am so excited. I actually recorded this in 2019. Oh wow! And I and I was set to release it very early 2020, and we all know what happened there. And so I sort of felt like, you know, I could sort of try to throw it into the void last year, or or just maybe on the upswing release it. And it felt like the right time uh, this fall to finally do it. So I made the decision this spring, and uh, so just pushing pushing ahead with it.
1: Love
2: that.
5: Right on, right on. Um, Tell us a little bit
2: about kind of what makes this album different from the one that came before it, the other world on our planet.
5: Yeah, so the other world on our planet—that was one. That was a very, very different project for me. I actually partnered with a uh, journalist from The Times, mm-hmm. and part of his um, entire project was to sort of start to spread the awareness of some of the human rights abuses and, and uh, ecological disasters that are happening that sort of go unnoticed in international mm-hmm. waters. Yeah, um, and mm-hmm. so my job was to sort of take the. The little snippets of while he's reporting at sea, some of the poetry, some of the, the found sounds. So everything from boats to whales, gunshots, everything, and actually corral them into uh, different sort of little segments and then compose music around them. So what? that project was a totally different way of yeah. thinking for me. That's awesome. And, you know, just, just yeah. thinking about, you know, what does, um, you know, one, one of the topics he covered was about sea slavery, you know. And uh, all of the modern day slavery that still goes on. And Mm -hmm. um, what, what, what chords, what textures, what, you know, instrumentation drums, even down to the production, what are all those decisions that sort of serve to give you the feeling to really bring you into that journalism? So that was a totally different. Yeah. Wow. That just Thank gave me chills know. there. Not gonna lie, yeah. that's fucking crazy. Yeah. It was it was insane. What and an for experience. a while after I, I was uh, the project was pitched, I was like, I just said yes because I didn't know. <laughs> it was intrigued me enough, but I had Absolutely. no nothing in my tool set to 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 actually follow through on that. Yes, you know, <laughs> until I just sat with it for a while, and then I just sort of write what wrote. I felt like I really had to immerse myself into that world. Um, And I feel like this, this most recent project is, is it's different in that it's, you know, different conceptually, but I've always been the kind of writer that immerses myself in something and then sort of, you know, picks up the notes and chords and textures from there. Um, So I guess now that I'm saying it out loud, maybe there was some, you know, sort of overlap. Uh, in you know generating the the tunes but the concepts were totally different this was more personal whereas the other was to really serve that sort of uh, almost musical activism goal
1: right yeah that that's yeah so interesting and uh, so like interesting that you you delved into sort of a concept area with that album and um, do you find most of your music is like ultra personal or or do you kind of go back and forth between between the two
5: I guess I, I tend to write more personal. It's probably just my, you know, Myers-Briggs temperament. I tend to be pretty (laughs) introspective. And, um, as an introvert, there's lots of different narratives that sort of go through my brain, you know, years and years, (laughs) and those sort of get crystallized in a project and then I sort of move on to the next thing and my interests change. And then I, you know, music sort of comes out of that. Um, but yeah, all of it sort of goes around uh, a personal narrative. Um, I, You know, since I recorded my previous full-length acoustic record, you know, uh, I became a dad. I started touring a lot more. I had all these different experiences Mm
4: -hmm. that
5: didn't really find their voices in the music that I was playing at the time. So, sort of tucked some of these pieces away, wondering if I'd ever release them at all. And then they just all, at one point, were like, "All right, this feels like a cohesive thing." And uh, so I ended up, uh, we, I went, I recorded in a giant barn. That was converted into a studio in Redding, Connecticut in, uh, I guess it would have been, yeah, the summer of 2019. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if uh, the songwriters, you know, when you're writing a song, uh, you get into the whole world of the song, you're excited about it. But then once you finally record and hear it on playback through speakers, you know, I have speakers right here, as if you can see, you know, I'm just pointing (laughs) out. (laughs) You have a different experience because now Mm -hmm. you're hearing it, but you're not playing it. And so the tunes sort of Mm. took on a whole new life. And then, you know, a good mixing and mastering engineer who I worked with on on this project, his name's Corin Nelson. um, He just really knew how to get all those nuances out of the recording. So now it's like I set out to do this sort of personal investigative thing. And, you know, they've turned into these their own sort of entities now. It's it's fascinating to listen back now. I'm, I'm really proud of this record and hope that it resonates with as many people as possible. That's amazing. And, yeah.
1: and speaking about getting it to as many people as possible, like you said, you've sat on this album for a little bit waiting to release it. Yep. How has this release, like the promotion of it, been different? You're not going out and playing those live gigs to promote the album, I'm assuming, as, as much. Um totally how has this changed for you?
5: I think that, you know, since I released my last, uh, acoustic project, which I, I, I do a lot of collaborative stuff, you know, throughout the years, but my last, I guess, you know, solo acoustic project, um, everything had changed. I had worked with a radio promoter at that time. And so I have, um, I'm doing some stuff with radio promotion now Um, And then I'm working with another uh, company to sort of do, you know, targeted ads to, to, you know, help drive people to Spotify and things like that. Um, But yeah, I mean, most of the projects, when they get released, it's like you play them live, people go to the merch table, you're sort of pushing this live thing. But for whatever reason, a lot of these tracks, like I use six different guitars on this project. I have uh, like a steel string acoustic, I have a baritone, it's much lower sound. I have electric guitar, I have a high strung, more of a soprano, um, and I use like a Portuguese guitar called the Viola Amarantina. And so some of these tracks have all six guitars on it. So I can't do that live. So for whatever reason, this is one of those projects that's like I didn't really set out for it to not really be a toured project, but wow. it just sort of ended up that way. And then it, it's released and I can play some of them live and I do, you know, into the shows that I'm doing now. Um, but yeah, just for whatever reason, even, even the tunes, the concepts themselves feel like it was really fitting for the time, but it was just written before the cra- the chaos we just went through.
1: Unreal. So just, you knew speak- something before the rest of us. Yeah.
5: <laughs> okay. So. Uh,
0: so. Uh, so speaking of all the instruments, um, we've been told that you, so you, you created an in- instrument or helped invent one.
5: I did. The I, Kalim- yeah. is that
0: Kalimbatar. Kalimbatar.
5: Yeah. Kalimbatar. Kalimbatar. Oh, wow yeah so um that is basically a version of an african finger piano and they came to north america in uh, the mid-1950s and then uh earth wind and fire sort of popularized them and (laughs) they started to usually it's like a a, um a hollowed out gourd or a piece of wood that has sometimes metal keys on it little yeah or uh, uh or sometimes wood but you play it with your thumbs you know right um I fell in love with the sound of that and then just started doing a ton of research. This would have been probably 2007, a ton of research to try to find one that I could afford, you know, out of college, (laughs) newly married, broke as a joke, just get a cheap one, see if it sticks, you know? And it was so quiet that, uh, I just decided, well, if I stick it on top of my acoustic guitar, maybe it's going to resonate and make it a little bit louder. And so Mm -hmm. from there, uh, I started designing my own and having a couple different people build them. And my idea was to integrate the kalimba with the guitar, two acoustic instruments. In the rise of tech, you know, create two different acoustic instruments so the textures were different. And now I do run it through all kinds of effects and stuff now. So I'm, you know, back <laughs> on. My, I've gone back on my principles, but I set out <laughs> to do a very good sort of new acoustic thing. Um, uh-huh. So the, the most recent version uh, that I have, it has about 26 keys on it. And what? that is joined with the acoustic guitar. And I, I worked with, a uh, well, we spent about two years designing this instrument to try to get it to sound just right. And that both instruments don't you know, cancel each other out when they're both activating the same you know, guitar box, the same chamber. Um, so I, I, d- I spent a lot of years really trying to dig into what's possible with that. Um, but then for this most recent project, I decided I wasn't going to do any kalimba. I wasn't going to do any, you know, guitar percussion. Right. And um, I was just going to give myself some of the limitation of, of not going to some of those textures that I had used for so long and uh, just to see what would happen. So I just gave myself, I'm going to play chords and I'm going to play melody. Um, and I'm going to try to paint these textures away from my usual moves of doing either the percussion or the kalimba. So, um, so I didn't end up using that on this project, unfortunately. Do you
0: think that kind of made a more personal project out of it? Out of
5: it? it? I absolutely think so. I, you know, when, uh, when I first started writing on this project, my daughter was young And I didn't have, I have this space now. I have a little shed in the back. It's one of the, you see on Pinterest, those like she sheds, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So now I can go here and it doesn't matter the sound, but at the time I didn't have that. And so I would wake up early in the morning while my daughter was still sleeping. Cause once she wakes up, then the rest of the day was off to the races. And so I had to keep quiet. And it was just a lesson of that season of my life of what are the restrictions I have? I can play during these hours have to be quiet. I'm not going to be using a whole lot of percussion or anything else. And what are the sort of freedoms within that limitation, the limitations that are possible? Mm-hmm. And that's where this record came out of. So it was kind of like a really interesting, you know, life lesson in wherever, wherever you are, however restricted you feel, there is a possibility to really be creative there. And so that was a good lesson to me.
3: I love that beautiful. notion.
5: I feel like that's a that lesson that'll beautiful. I feel, like lesson that a, I feel like that's a lesson that a
2: lot of people are kind of learning particularly right now where like a lot of musicians, you know, they're stuck inside. They're not able to collaborate with a lot of people. You've got to learn different ways to make your sound or, or that, that type of sound that you may want to experience or experiment with a little bit. You've got the time to do it now. Like now you can do that. So that's awesome. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, Speaking of cool kind of experiences and things you've done.
5: Cool. Um, I just want to say your shirt. I know they probably won't see that, but your shirt Oh, yeah. Is the awesome Bill Murray anyway. wearing 3D glasses. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate that. Thank you for being in
2: <laughs> Um you, You've played Carnegie Hall. and So I don't know why you're slumming it with us. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you are. But you're slumming it with I'm very
1: happy you're here. But. Um,
2: but frankly, I just want to hear a little bit about that experience and what it was like to like learn like oh
5: my god i'm gonna do this because that's got to be a really monumental thing in your life i would think it was insane it was absolutely insane so i i played with a couple of other artists it was like a um was a piano player a cello player a couple guitar players and one of my childhood idols is a guy named will ackerman and he started Mm -hmm. a label called wyndham hill records in around 78 and he is the reason why they have a category at the grammys Called New Age, so there was this new emerging uh, instrumental music thing happening with piano and guitar, and so it became commercially, you know, successful, and so they had to pin a name on it. Uh, So you know, all these fast forward, you know, I grew up listening to his records. Fast forward all these years later, you know, I recorded a project with him, and then he had called me like, "We're doing this gig at Carnegie. You know, can you check your schedule? Would you like to?" Would you like to play? I'm like, yeah, let me get back to you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I went and as I was loading in for sound check, there's this running joke, you know, like, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, 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 you know, someone right. stops and asks for directions. How do you get there? Well, practice. Yeah. Um, and as we were walking, somebody was ahead of us. My wife and I, I was going into sound check and they were mentioning that joke and then you know some offhand compliment like whoever's comment you know whoever's playing tonight you know i hope they enjoy this it was just kind of like a reminder of like oh this is pretty cool you know the stress of getting there and walking on stage and you know can't believe i'm here and um so it was it was very surreal and i felt like you know there's so much about uh especially in the social media era of whenever you start a project, you whenever you have any sort of creative endeavor, you want it to skyrocket as soon as possible without sort of mm-hmm. like, you know, just paying the dues, just kind of like one step at a time. And, you know, I remember going in feeling like, well, now that I've done this, I hope that X, Y, and Z will happen. There'll be a promoter here. I'm going to get to go on this other tour. And and I remember as soon as I got on stage, I was like, I, I just need to enjoy this for what it is and not yeah. expect mm-hmm. anything. It, it was an accomplishment for what it was. Don't mm-hmm. don't try to expect more from it. Um so I had a wonderful time and you know, I got off stage just feeling like that was a, a great experience. And there was no massive phone call the next day, and I was content with that. I felt like there was something <laughs> that changed after playing that in me that I didn't feel yeah. this urgency to have to like somehow progress at a rapid pace maybe i'm guessing that comes from the social media age i don't know what it is but yeah um if that makes sense i don't know oh absolutely what what
1: a level-headed approach to that Mm -hmm. massive opportunity (laughs) I yeah, absolutely.
5: <laughs> well, the other way would just be self-delusion, and you know, right.
1: <laughs> as an introvert,
5: I've done that for years. That's no fun, you know. But,
1: yeah, but that self-delusion would be preceded by, but I like, w- I played at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: that's right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, that's like that's it's an incredible like kind of praiseworthy achievement. Um, you continue to receive praise. Like I saw, um, you were ranked top thirty under thirty. By Acoustic Guitar Magazine back in 2014. That's pretty. I'm 36 that's, now, so that's good. Oh, so it doesn't <laughs> matter anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's all... um, yeah,
5: yeah.
2: W- what is it, or what was it? I guess that that kind of about the acoustic. You know, what was your history with it, and how to become this like really kind of creative outlet for you?
4: That's
5: a good question. I feel like I uh, I hear this story a lot with other acoustic players that you know they grew up in a in an area that didn't have a lot of musicians around, so they sort of just learned to you know, get all the parts, the drum parts, the bass notes and the chords and everything all at at one time um, alone. And so I I did have that experience. And as I got older, I started playing with other uh, other people. But, um, you know, I was the lead singer of a punk band. I did, you know, some of the, uh, you know, electric guitar stuff as well. But I always feel like when I when I had played electric guitar or played with other people, it felt like going on vacation, you know, but acoustic was always coming home. There's something about it. That was Mm -hmm. the first instrument I started on. That was a lot of the music that was playing when I was growing up. So I feel like I've just, over the years, I continue to fall in love with the process of just getting better on an acoustic because it feels like, I mean, yes, I, I do run it through effects and reverbs and all kinds of things, but there's something very pure about it unplugged and whatever magic you hope happens is just fingers on strings it's not relying on any sort of exterior technology you know so mm-hmm. the challenge of that still is something that's exciting to me so mm-hmm. but you know at the end of the day it's just this feeling i get when i play it and so i just keep chasing that now that's the, awesome
0: the, there's so much nuance um to a lot of your tracks uh, particularly off this album mm-hmm. um now what ha- had you been listening to leading up uh, into making this album
5: and who are some of your major influences man that's a great question i i love um i've always loved the beatles i love the beach boys i love death metal i love good that's folk not a, that's so, i'm that sorry to interrupt you that's a that's expecting. a
2: turn you don't normally anticipate i Absolutely. love the beatles i love the beach boys and i love death metal <laughs> i appreciate that's it I that's it. a good t-shirt yeah. That is
1: a great
5: t-shirt. Beatles, <laughs> Sorry, Beach Boys, and Death Metal. There's a very logical <laughs> yeah. connection to all of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm such a music lover. I love all different kinds of styles. Um, and I would, you know, all the way up to some of the really great acoustic guitar players like Michael Hedges, Phil Keggy, grew up with those guys. Uh, some of my friends in the scene now, one of my dear friends, Andy McKee, uh, we, we, um, we, do some stuff together and, and he always inspires me and, Antoine Defour, John Gom, some of the people who are out now that are just writing really, really beautiful stuff. I sort of just try to take from all of that. Um, I love Pat Matheny. He's a, you know, great jazz Mm -hmm. guitar player. Um, so I don't know if I was listening to anything specific heading into this besides just the, um, you know, the, the usual, like I love listening to, I still go back to, I think Magical Mystery Tour is my favorite Beatles record. I love Pet Sounds from the Beach Boys. Um, I love Secret Story, that record from Pat Metheny. So I'm always just kind of like playing those in the background. But then I really force myself to listen to new things that I haven't, you know, I think we get to a certain age. Maybe it's past our uh, forming years where we've like formed our taste in music. And then, you know, it's probably the same thing as you get older. It's harder to make friends, too. You know, like (laughs) if you haven't met somebody at a certain point. I feel the same thing about music so i force myself mm-hmm. okay meet new people but also listen to music so that you don't feel like you know as you get older you're only just reflecting on those on those forming years um, yeah. so that's a roundabout answer to your question as i was listening to all of that stuff but i don't know about anything in particular um most of where this, these tunes came from was that as sort of the the language of music that i listen to but also the experiences uh, you know, traveling, you know, um, the title track came from a, a tour in China. I did, you know, and some of the others, some of the other places like, um, was it Saudade, that one when I was in Portugal and I came across this Portuguese guitar and started playing some chords. And so I guess this, this record would be more uh, inspired by life and, and, and travel at that point than specifically what I was listening to at the time. I'd say that's a great answer. Yeah, yeah
2: that works. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, what are some, I guess, like, words of wisdom? You kind of have said them a little bit, though, about kind of being patient and and kind of just paying your dues sort of thing. But what are some words of wisdom that you would give to musicians out there? I guess particularly instrumental ones hmm. who might assume that they're going to have a harder time getting their music out there. Yeah. Because I know that that's also kind of an assumption that I would have had, too, about instrumental music.
5: Yep, yeah. it's very It's very difficult because it is sort of going against you know, uh, especially during the radio era, like getting that on the radio outside of like the Wyndham Hill scene when that sort of grew, it had Mm -hmm. its own market. But I feel like now more than ever, with the rise of like Spotify playlisting, like people are more interested in instrumental music than have been in quite a while. So Mm -hmm. there is an interest there, which I think is great getting your stuff out there is so difficult because it's so easy for everyone to put things out there. It can feel like you get lost in the sea, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but I always, I've always believed in, um, you know, if you want to try to find what your voice is as a musician, um, you know, I've, I've talked about this before, uh, but so i if it show up in another interview you read or whatever. Um, but it was here you, first, though. So yeah. it was, okay, there we go. Yeah. Your <laughs> yeah. um, when you're trying to find your voice, I think on the instrument, um, the, the, the direction or where you should go is sort of hidden in plain sight. Like what are the music, what are the bands, the guitar players, the piano players, whatever your instrument is, what are those players, uh, what are the things that stick out in your mind as you listen? What are the things that appeal to you? Those are an indication of what your taste is and then investigate what those are. And that becomes part of what your personal vocabulary is. And just week after week, month after month, that sort of builds into your own style. You're interpreting all the different things around and sort of synthesizing it. So I'd say to, to any musician out there, like, yes, it's important to be on the platforms and active, but, um, don't feel like all of your growth has to be public. You know, make sure you take Mm. time to really do the behind the scenes work. Figure out what your voice is, how the kind of person you want to be in the world as well as musician, because I think that whatever medium comes and goes. Remember when Vine came out years ago? I remember all this pressure. People are like, you got to get on Vine. It's six seconds. You got to make it count. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do with that. But I remember (laughs) thinking in the back of my head, this is a panic. But who knows if this platform will last and it didn't, and Here we are, you yeah. know, yeah, here we are. So I, I kind of, and I'm not saying that, you know, Instagram is going to come crashing down, although yesterday it did, right? You yeah, that's right, sure. exactly. Yeah. So maybe, you know, proving the point, but, you know, whatever is the medium, it's more important that you really focus on what your content is, because whatever medium comes and goes, it still has to come back to the content itself, you
3: know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's great.
5: That's an excellent yeah. answer.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah.
3: yeah,
2: I feel like I can take that into my own life. I'm not a no. musician in any way.
1: Um, so before we sign off, you get to invite three people into the studio to collaborate with you, dead or alive. Who do you invite to work with you?
5: Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
1: it's a big question.
5: <laughs> three people to work with or three people that I get to watch work? Because I there are some where I'm like, I'd love to be in the studio, but I, I want to be I just want to be out, you know. Hmm. Hey,
1: your, your interpretation of, of the question. <laughs> <Yes>. Absolutely.
5: <laughs> hmm. I think it would be really, really interesting to watch how Frank Zappa is in a studio. Oh, and I would like to see answer. Frank Zappa with um with Paul McCartney oh and Bach.
3: Oh my gosh. Wow. And, y- and you just, don't, you, you don't want to
5: slide yourself
1: in
3: there? <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll yeah, just when... say, you know, uh, yeah, maybe I'll just add a couple of things here and there. But I feel like that combination would be so fascinating to, you know, oh God, uh, yeah. Bach will have this like massive harmonic vocabulary. Zappa will have this crazy, anything is possible. And McCartney will bring all of it into a good melody and <laughs> yeah. make it work. Yeah, really. Though. Right? Make it,
2: yeah. And then Amazing. I'll just,
5: you know, put a thumbs up on the, cover.
3: <laughs> you're like, it's good to go. There you, you go. You've got
2: the final stamp of approval. <laughs> that's, process. <right>. that's good. <sighs> oh,
4: that's
1: that so is good. perfection. So thanks again for coming on with us, Trevor. Is oh, it was a there,
5: pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: Is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with?
5: Um, no, I mean, uh, I hope you check out the record And I hope it's it's something that can uh, Be meaningful to you for the years to come And if not, that's totally fine But uh, give it a listen, see what you think
1: That's right this, uh, this Beautiful Chaos is available now On Spotify and iTunes And you can find everything you need At trevorgordonhall.com Again, thank you, it has been just awesome Having you on
5: Oh, Thank you guys so much Pleasure's Thanks almost. Trevor Thanks. <laughs> thank you
0: Trevor Gordon Hall. That's the blue hour. And we're back here on PTP podcast. And man, um, so wow, what a man,
1: everyone that's here because of Trevor, um, if you want to tune away now, that's here. that's up to you. But we've still got some great music coming your way tonight. Yeah, so yes if there's any reason to stick around, it's Trevor Gordon Hall.
2: That's right. That uh, man's uh, a legend. I love that. I, that was. I, we were legend. just saying during the break, like, what an
0: inspiring guy.
3: Yeah, I feel wow. like I Just, learned so I much about myself. I felt like I myself. left my
0: body there yeah. for like 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've learned after that interview that I need to do
0: more. <laughs> right. Just I've learned that as, you need to as, be as be more a person. Too.
3: We need yeah, to be more I, I can, that I can be more. Be more. more. Yeah, we, we need to be, be more mindful of our wow. of ourselves. That was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Mind oh,
1: blowing. What a guy. That's that was, fantastic interview. That was that yeah. was so much fun.
2: Well, oh, let's 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 shift gears a little bit and let's talk about some stupid people. Ooh, let's take ooh, it I down like, a little. I love way. that, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It sucks to suck time.
1: Sucks to suck.
2: Yes, uh, Shannon, Sarah, are you guys gonna be kind of going back and forth with the sucks to suck this evening? I think oh. so. I feel like that's probably uh, good. Yeah, yeah, hey, great, right
3: then. great, <laughs>
2: great. Um, sucks to suck. Uh, for those of you uh, new to the show, welcome. Thank you for hanging out. Yeah. Uh, we take a look at a few stories from around the internet where where people have uh, have done dumb things mm-hmm. um, in unfortunate situations, and we like to kind of showcase them here because it makes us feel better about our own pathetic lives. Um, and we're especially <laughs> kind of down right now because of how yeah. great Trevor Gordon <laughs> is. Uh, so we we're
1: just down that we're not we're not him. But I'm on the <laughs> trajectory
2: right. of greatness. That's that's right. that's, that's what I'm in <laughs> for. Um, I've got four. Sucks to suck stories for this evening. Whoa. Right, okay. Let's do this. This first one comes from Newsweek. I love this story so much. Uh, in a recent and hilarious incident of intoxication, a man in Turkey uh, decided to join a search party for someone who had been reported missing. He didn't, however, realize that he was the missing person in question.
1: <laughs> I wonder if there was a prize for the <laughs> yeah. person finding oh, the missing person. It. He, he would have won.
2: Uh, the 50-year-old man uh, named Bayan Mutlu, uh, he had been drinking with friends uh, last Tuesday when he wandered into a nearby forest, like you do. We've all uh-huh. wandered drunk. Hey, I've days. been there. <gasps> yep. It happens. When, yep. Of course. When he didn't come back, his friends grew concerned and reported him missing to authorities. Um, as news of the, quote, missing man spread, volunteers from different neighborhoods joined with authorities to aid in the rescue mission. Among them was Mutlu, who appeared to not realize that the subject of the search was himself. Uh, the search party reportedly continued for hours, oh, no. with rescuers calling out Mutlu's name. However, it seems uh, that it took Mutlu a while to register that, that, that very pivotal piece of information. And eventually, at one point in the search, he suddenly announced his presence. And according to Turkish news channel NTV, uh, per Vice, the search party suddenly heard a voice speak up and ask, who are we looking for? It was Mootlu, saying, I am here, he said. And uh, it's noted then the authorities then escorted him to his home.
1: So <laughs> I was wondering how long in between him figuring out that it was him they were looking oh. for um, and him announcing that it was him they were looking for, how long that period was. But it sounds like it was the same moment.
0: It was the <laughs> same moment. Who's
2: this? Oh, that's it, me. It oh. is I, <laughs> Mutlu.
1: <laughs> Do we know if he was still drunk?
2: Uh, he had to have been a li- like. Had he's to. probably that like like coming off the drunk, but also starting to get hungover right. sort of vibe, you know? Yeah. So, he's
1: like, I just want to go home now. <laughs> yeah,
2: I just, I'm, i i wanted this. I hope done. there was a cash reward for him. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> he did help. Sex to sex. Um, I I like this story because it's kind of like comeuppance for the. For the elite in the world. Okay. A, uh, a, this one comes from CBS News. A Danish artist was given, this mm-hmm. is crazy, $84,000 by a museum to use in a, a, a work of art. And when he delivered the piece he was supposed to make, it wasn't exactly as it was promised. Instead, the artist, uh, whose name is uh, Jans Hanning... He gave the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in uh, in Denmark two blank canvases and said they were titled "Quote Take the Money and Run." <laughs> oh, uh,
0: now who does awesome. that suck for? Not him. Oh no, not him. Brilliant.
2: He's, he's a legend. I love that. Uh, Hanning was asked to recreate two of his <laughs> previous works, um, it, which was first they were first back exhibited uh, back in two thousand and seven. Both used actual cash. To show the average incomes of uh, two countries that were kind of featured in these artworks, and uh, in addition to compensation for the work, he was also Hansing also was also given like banknotes to use in the work. So he was actually like given money, like he uses this money to make the art, sort of thing. Right. And their contract even say the museum would give hunting an additional six thousand euros to update the work if needed. And at the time the works were initially exhibited, the Danish piece uh, highlighted the average income. Um, which is approximately about thirty-seven, thirty-nine thousand dollars in the area. So it's it's basically like a message to be like, Hey, look at the disparity, like this wealth disparity between the groups of people in our in our nation, sort of thing. And so he kind of was just like, Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna showcase really how drastic this is and how people are kind of frizzless with their money. I'm just gonna take this money and here you go, sort of thing.
1: So wow. it, really, it really was a conceptual piece. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. yeah.
2: Just people didn't get the concept.
1: He may have blacklisted himself from the art world, (laughs) but hopefully maybe he donated some of the money and has like kept his fans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sucks to suck.
2: Uh, And then two more sucks to suck stories for you tonight. Um, Both uh, kind of body horror (laughs) Uh
4: a little bit, a little bit.
2: Um, This first one, this was making the rounds all over social media. You guys are probably seeing this one. Um, a man spent. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna start with the article. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna try to sugarcoat it or anything. Sure. It's the first. Yeah, yeah. The it. first thing you see in the article. Um, a rare complication from a catheter might have made this man ejaculate through his anus for two years. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 no,
2: isn't that the dream? I. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Wouldn't it just constant? This is. It'd this seem, this like, is. Veaky? This is gonna be graphic. I'm Wouldn't interested. It- wouldn't it constantly feel like you were having, like, soupy
2: poopies? Wait, wait, why, cons- <laughs> why constantly, though? And we're not, like, you're not coming all the time.
1: Okay, no, it's just, sorry, like, when running. he came, it was through his Co- Constantly is is not the right word. Um, <laughs> I'm constantly con- coming, consistently, consistently having, like, soupy poopies.
0: It yeah, would oh, feel yeah, like that, I'm sure, it yeah. Like it'd
2: be that,
1: very yeah. wet.
2: Yeah, it'd <laughs> be warm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't so, like it. So we're gonna we'll, we'll delve into the article a little bit. I mean, man I don't spent, I
1: don't imagine he likes it either. But probably not. Carry on.
2: A uh, man spent two years. I love how Vice uses this wording. A man spent two years nutting out of his bottle <laughs> 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 And here's the crazy part: he spent two years with this before what? seeking help. No, that's that's wrong. I do that once, and I'm like, I need to go oh. to a doctor
5: now yeah
0: like i wouldn't even get finished
3: no
2: beyond the way to the part. hospital <laughs> like you feel it coming on and you're just like it's not coming up my dick it's starting to go like oh it's coming up my ass and then you're going to the, you're going to the doctor
3: yeah wouldn't you be concerned about that immediately I god
2: i would be i'm now just going to live in perpetual fear that it's going to happen like again. you're running it's to gonna. the
1: car as it's happening <laughs> your ass going
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god In a study published last month um, called A Curious Case of Rectal Ejaculation.
0: (laughs) Of course. It certainly is curious.
2: A team from the University of Texas Medical Branch at Galveston described a patient who sought out treatment after five days of pain in his testicles and two years of a, quote, substantial... (laughs) <laughs> substantial amount of semen shooting out of his rectum <laughs> substantial
0: okay so it was a shooter it wasn't like a like a little yeah. drip shannon yeah. it was like a yeah. like he like blew holes through his jeans he,
2: he'd been holding for a while
1: <laughs> oh dear lord i hate this
2: when the 33 year old man went in for a ct scan of his pelvis doctors saw that he had a uh, rectal prostate fistula which is a rare condition where the body develops a hole that connects the rectum with the lower urinary tract and creates all kinds of problems. Like the, you, there's instances where you can like have shit in your piss sort of thing. They actually oh. say that in the article. Oh. Like it's yeah, terrible, right. terrible stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> in this man's case, the hole created a new passageway for his sperm to travel. So instead of floating out of his penis, it took a hard left turn and came out of his ass.
1: But again, to not seek medical attention for two years,
3: oh, yeah, yeah, like, do you honestly know, maybe, not
1: know maybe was just what seeing, like, that is? And them. and it's not like he was like seventeen, going like, yeah, he's like
2: ashamed, like, shame right?
1: embarrassed, or whatever. <laughs> he's thirty three years can't old. Be right. Like, take care of your life.
2: Exactly. Um, so fistulas like these are usually caused by like trauma. Uh, urinary tract infection, surgery, or cancer. And the patient had an extended hospital stay like two years ago. So just before this problem began, where he was placed in a medically induced coma to recover from a cocaine and PCP overdose. So he's having a time.
1: Yeah. And the
2: researchers on this study hypothesized that an improperly inserted catheter during his hospitalization could have caused the trauma to his urinary tract and thus created the, the fistula. Now, the doctors were able to patch the hole with surgery and he made a full recovery. And although it's a super rare complication to catheters, the researchers wrote that their case, quote, not only highlights a rare complication of catheter use, but also emphasizes the importance of provider mindfulness when utilizing seemingly benign therapies like catheters. Basically saying, it's probably a good idea to go see your doctor immediately if you start coming out of your <laughs> asshole.
0: <laughs> yeah, typically.
3: Oh my I,
0: God. I, yeah, go for it.
2: Sucks to suck. I just, I don't know what to say to that. Well, get ready for, for more. Um, <laughs> final story for Sucks to Suck, and this is where the body horror really comes in. No. A, okay. U- a UK-based teenager had to undergo emergency penis surgery after he somehow managed to insert a whole USB cable into his urethra.
1: <laughs>
3: what? <laughs> Why? That doesn't
1: sound possible.
2: Process that a little bit. Uh, like, are we
3: talking, like, the, we're talking like the, the, the the injection port thing? Or, like, just the...
0: Do you
2: have a visual? Holy
3: fuck! Ew.
0: There's the
2: cable, there's the x-ray.
0: Well, that guy was given it!
2: Oh, yeah, like, really wanted it in there. Link in the show notes for all of this stuff as, as well, by the way.
3: not a Lord. dare, like... I well, <laughs> hope
4: so.
2: Per, per a case study on the incident provided by the uh, medical journal Urology Case <laughs> Reports... The unnamed teen inserted the uh, knotted USB wire, so it's like one of those like kind of hard cable ones, yeah. uh, which looks to be like just a standard USB cable, into his urethra as part of a, quote, sexual experimentation. Right. The teen was taken to a local hospital after he began urinating blood. Good call. Hey, he no. went to the yeah. hospital, and like the last guy, he waited.
4: He didn't wait right. two years.
2: Right, he was at... <laughs> I'd say he's smart, but he's not. He's not smart. Uh, But initial attempts to retrieve the cable from his penis (laughs) proved unsuccessful because of the the nodding in the cable. Oh, my God. So when the teen was transferred to University College Hospital London, the end – oh, my God. The end of the USB cable was protruding from the end of his his penis. Oh, (laughs) Oh, this
0: is a tough one. My
3: tummy is turning. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) He later oh. requested for further examination without his mother present. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. At which point he admitted that he inserted the cable to measure the length of his penis triggered by sexual <laughs> curiosity. Bullshit. I've got a better way to measure it. <laughs> look, if you're a guy out there and Listen. you're saying you've never done this, you're fucking lying to yourself. I got tips. You just you have like a ruler or yeah. something. like yeah. A tape a measure? measure? A tape measure? A tape measure? That you don't insert into your penis? Never felt the need to do that.
1: No. Oh, Oh, my
2: God. uh, Just a little bit more here. Due to the positioning, which was confirmed by x-rays, surgeons had to make... Oh, God. No. No. All right. Breathe in,
0: guys. Breathe in.
2: Surgeons had to make an incision between his genitals and anus to pull the cable out. The knotted cable was revealed in the uh, proximal aspect of the penile urethra and cut from the remainder of the cord.
1: You know what? They should have done that while he was awake just to prove a point.
2: Uh, well, he was. his recovery was uneventful. He was discharged the following day with simple almasia. Uh, the following al-dicea.
4: day?
2: Yeah. Uh, two weeks after the surgery, he had a follow-up appointment to assess how his healing had been going. And there was no evidence of urine leak or structural damage <laughs> inside or anything like that. So he's fine. He's fine.
3: Good for him. So um, go out and do it. Big lesson learned You'll today. You'll be
2: fine. <laughs> big, big lesson learned today. Big
3: lesson learned. Substance. Oh,
2: I hate that, that one. I hate yeah. that one. Hated it. I mean, a good batch, though, right, guys? Very good batch.
3: It
1: yes. was an um, entertaining yes. batch. Oh.
2: Yes,
1: for sure.
0: That, that yeah. was the first story in a while that actually turned my stomach a little bit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't happy with that. So you're welcome. Oh. Um, if you want to wow. stay up to date with everything Pull the Plug related, um, and as well as read more on those stories, you can see photos of them, like, <laughs> those x-rays and stuff like that. It's definitely yep. worth seeing. Okay. Uh, check out the show notes over at the website.
1: P2Bpodcast.com.
2: Boom. What's up next, Brian? let's uh
0: let's do some more uh trevor gordon hall here because i i need it i absolutely need this um this one's called morning sidewalk on pull the plug Gordon Hall, that one's called Morning Sidewalk, and we're back here on PTP Podcast Whoa. with
3: Ranker Tanker. Don't you fuck it up? Nice,
0: <laughs> I love it. long I love overdue, it. but I think we got it. I think
2: I we, think we it. did. I think we no, have. we don't need any backing music or anything for that. It was just straight laced like that. Yeah, no. perfect. I'm gonna cut that and use that every week.
3: Yeah, yeah, don't fuck it up.
0: All, All right, right guys spoiler alert we're gonna fuck it up <laughs> you're yeah. gonna fuck it up i got faith in you
2: okay <laughs> oh no i don't like i'm just kidding I, I really
0: do let's do top 15 okay. okay 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 let's do top 15 okay okay the greatest animated disney villains oh villains. we're do, we're doing
2: villains Okay. Feeling,
0: I'm feeling risky. This is right okay. up my alley. Now, G's won a few times. Yeah. I've I won think...
2: the past three times in a row. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so maybe
2: we can switch it up.
0: Yeah. Maybe we'll switch it you up. Never this know. Time. We'll see. You
2: never know. We'll see. Be, well, be, because I did win last time, I do have the honor of going first. Yes, absolutely. Right. So, animated Disney villains. That's right. For some reason, the first one that came to my mind was Jafar from Aladdin. Ooh, good
0: one. Very great guess. He's number five on our list. Hey, okay. 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 I like Jafar. It's yeah, Jafar's a good one.
2: Uh, spoiler Evil. alert for this one, too. I'm not going to win this one. <laughs> I'll tell you that right off the hop. I'm just okay. kind of going to. That's all
3: right. So it's between me Maybe and Shannon. Maybe collectively. Let's see. Let's see.
1: Yeah.
4: All right.
2: you, you, again, oh, Shannon? Again. Every <laughs> single time we go this way. So you're next. Scar. Oh Scar.
0: Good. Oh, he's number 2 on our list. Ooh. Wow. Rightfully so, I would say. Yeah. yeah good, villain. Good, good
3: villain, good yeah. villain. Both both I thought would be number 1. Really? Yeah. Okay, so um I'm I'm going to say the sea witch that we all love Ursula. <laughs>
0: Ursula nice. is number 1. Oh, on oh my
2: queen. Oh.
0: And you know what? For the first time I think I agree. She is a bad bitch. She is a bad She's bitch. She's great. She's a
2: bad bitch. Um, okay. How about... Is, it, uh, is, is, is his name Hades from Hercules? His it name is. is Hades. Hades, is yeah. Correct. Number four on our yeah. list is Hades. Okay. He's bad. Is he bad. Oh, I love that character. I mean, voiced by a terrible human being, but man, I love that character. so. Much. Yes.
3: yes. He's got some mm. iconic lines. <laughs> yes. Uh, Maleficent. <gasps>
2: oh. Number
0: three on oh, our list. Okay, all, all right. right. You guys got the top five already. Wow, killing
3: I'm impressed. Wow. I'm killing impressed. it. Okay, um, I am going to say Judge Claude Frollo, Frollo, Frollo,
0: Frollo from The Hunchback of Notre Dame.
3: That is correct.
0: It's number fourteen on our list. Just snuck in there.
2: Saragin 14. All right. Okay. He is scary as fuck. He's a scary one. Yeah, he's he's unnerving. Yeah. I, I'm I'm I gotta be honest here, guys. I'm already having a hard time thinking of animated movies because they're just all leaving my brain. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: these top that's how it goes. These top ones were like absolutely like banging them out, and now I'm like,
2: uh-oh. <laughs> um I forget what her Name is I will just go like the Queen from Snow White.
1: That's Maleficent. Is
2: it no? no that's Sleeping no, Beauty. No, it's Call not. It's and small. her
0: name is actually just the Queen. Right. Yes, it's beautiful. Right. And she's number ten on this okay. list. Okay.
3: She's evil. Evil Queen.
1: Um, I'm gonna say, what about the the evil stepmother from Cinderella? It's
3: hmm. a good one. She's also very evil. She's a bitch. She's a bitch.
1: <laughs> Straight up hoe.
0: Yeah. Do you that's know her so. name?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. no Isn't my... it just evil stepmother? No,
0: it's not. Oh, but um, it's a French It name. doesn't matter. She's number sixteen on this um, list. Uh... Her name is Lady Tremaine. Mm. Would have never gotten that a hundred years.
3: Yeah. Um, no. I got one. Sure. Um, Gaston.
0: Gaston. Oh. Gaston. beauty and the beast number 11 on this list is gaston
2: man meat, man um, meat. <laughs> man meat gaston. um having a hard time here guys
0: <laughs> just for hint wise uh-huh. um yeah. there's a couple newer movies actually in okay this.
2: um i don't know if this would count because um, I don't know how, what our definition of animated is, but I'll go Sid from Toy Story.
0: Oh, oh! You know what? That's not a bad guess. He's not in the top, but I like where your head's at.
2: Okay, okay. Why can I not think of any animated Disney films? Right? There's
0: only because we just billion. named
3: all the tops that we know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and now I'm like at the point where I'm going like the witch from rapunzel like i i don't know any of their names and
0: yeah that's unfortunate
3: yeah because she's definitely on the list i feel and it starts with mother
1: oh yeah i wouldn't even remember that
2: is that your guess like
1: i i mean i guess so um i i would be comfortable saying we can move into a free-for-all at this point
2: yeah okay okay Whoa! Okay. Oh, whoa! Wow! See right, how um, nice. wow. you know,
3: it is, fine. Yeah, like maybe I'm... give Sarah a chance to yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, like an, a, in a sequence here.
3: Yeah, because I, I had a guess ready. So yeah. what do you got? Uh-oh. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you though? Did you ever ready? No, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I thought I did, but I didn't. I don't have a guess. A
0: couple iconic ones left. Shut Cruella name.
2: DeVille. There oh, you go. That's a
0: good one. <laughs> that's number six on this list. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, right. that's, a, that's oh. a great
1: Disney villain. You're absolutely Very much
3: right. So. Yeah, that's a problem. Like I know them, I can see them in my head, but I cannot name
1: them. You're
2: blanking.
3: Yeah. And I'm trying to think
1: in some of these Disney movies, like who actually was the villain? Like, yeah,
2: because sometimes there's like a secondary, like more of like an antagonist, but he's not. They're not actually like a villain villain. Right, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: like say say the movie Cars. Who's the villain?
2: I mean, kind of Lightning McQueen. <laughs> kind of also the
1: hero. Exactly. So, um, and I know like Moana. You've got like the the sea. I don't know. Goddess. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know their names.
2: Hmm.
0: This is hard.
3: Any of their names? Oh, Captain Hook.
0: Captain Hook. Now oh, you go. Oh, Come yes. on, people. Get with it. It's number seven.
2: <laughs> seven. She's okay. All right. I
1: think Sarah's running away with this one. She's now.
2: doing it. No, right no. Now. Me, me and Sarah no. are tied
1: here. Okay. Oh. I'm
3: Justin. I ain't fucking about.
2: Um. Oh. Oh. Uh. Uh. King Richard from Robin Hood. Is it King Richard?
0: Not in the top.
2: I'm trying to see oh, if I can see um, him.
1: How about King Louis from the Prince
2: Jungle John, Book? Prince John, is that who you're wow. thinking? That's about? Prince John. Yes, sorry, Prince John. Yeah, he's 26. Okay. Would you say
1: King King Louis from the Jungle Book?
2: Oh yeah, it's a good guess. Not
0: not King Louis. Uh, uh, oh, the, um, the snake?
2: No, no, no. Um, oh. Someone's gonna steal it. It's the tiger from the, the someone's Jungle Book stealing it. Oh yeah, what's his name? Oh. What is it? Khan. Shere
0: Khan.
3: Yeah, oh, that's his name. That is <laughs> that's it. That's it. Number
0: 15 on this list. Yes.
3: I got one. Do you, though? Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Like Ooh. Daniel Radcliffe? <laughs> no, his name is just, I don't know. I think it's, I don't even know. But he's in Pocahontas. Pocahontas.
0: The guy oh, that. right. Oh. That is a great guess. He's not even.
3: Oh, maybe that isn't.
0: I thought that was a great guess.
3: He's not even in the guess. top
0: like, 40 for some reason. Hmm. That
3: mm-hmm. seems weird. See now we, we we move into the computerized Disney films of which I can't remember anybody's
2: villain. Oh um, <laughs> uh, fuck! What's the? I'm gonna give this away, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Who's the villain in Mulan?
1: The the Hun I, it's like a whole.
2: Well, no, I know, but like there's the his their leader.
3: Right. Yeah. I don't fucking remember, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know who you're talking about. This is
2: Terry On the, He's on the fucking list. <laughs> I can't remember. It's it, it starts with a, like a sh, right? SH, sh right? Yep. Yeah. Shaka uh, sh- sh- Shaka No. Um, <laughs> Shamu, no. Um it's close. Shanlu? Sha Sham Shamu Shan
0: Oh, uh,
3: I don't remember. This I'll just so give bad. it to
0: you because it's not in the top. Oh, okay. oh how dare this you. is just fun for me.
3: <laughs> this
2: is you fun. Sean, you Sean, you
3: we were so close. I really appreciate the
2: fact that you let that go as long. Yeah, as you I had did. I, I had, really, to. I really I
0: had to you guys are getting into it a bit. So <laughs> so we're All
2: missing them. Right. Num- we're missing number eight. Nine, yep. twelve, and yep. thirteen.
0: That's right.
3: Too many to be mentioned. Now
0: like okay, so eight and nine are newer movies. Okay. Keep I that
3: in mind. I can't remember the name. Can I put out a a feeler? Yeah, is that sure. you can try. a feeler? Sure. Yeah, um, go for it. He's the oh, the witch doctor. Is that his name?
0: Nope. He is a doctor. I think if it's what you're what movie?
3: The Princess and the Frog.
0: Yeah, he's definitely a doctor. Oh, that, uh, I don't I never saw Voodoo that
3: Doctor? One. Voodoo Doctor? No. Uh <sighs> He's got friends on the other side. Yes, he does.
2: <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> the stone from The Sorcerer and the Stone. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um The uh-huh. Hunter in Bambi. <laughs> oh, that's that's He's evil. his name is Man. Yeah,
1: man. Just- Who's the villain in Frozen?
0: Uh right? Han? a Hans? That's- is it Hans?
3: There's a couple of villains in that, and it's confusing. That's that. That.
0: There's no Frozen in the top.
4: Mm.
3: <laughs> Screw you, Frozen. Fuck Frozen. Um, Hans
0: is the guy, though. Uh... Randy? Randall? There you go. Randall? Randall who? Uh...
3: Oh, from
2: Monsters, Inc.
3: Yeah. You oh. know what? I'll,
0: I'll give this to you. I'll yeah. give it to you. Was Number us? 13 is Randall Boggs. Okay. Like, Boggs. I get that. That's pretty good. That's like an g- iconic name. But I got the It's like saying part. Mike and not saying Mike Wazowski. Mike
3: Wazowski. <laughs> I'm
2: watching uh, you, Wazowski. <laughs> there's like 17 villains in Pinocchio. We could use the whale. We could do that weird <laughs> Donkey Island guy.
3: Oh, that movie's so scary. That
2: movie fucked me up. Yeah. It's that that movie that gave me nightmares when I was a kid. Oh, seeing those kids turning into donkeys, that's fucked up. And that whole sequence is horrible. I didn't love that movie. It's absolutely
3: terrifying by Yang. (laughs)
2: Um Give us a clue for that what the other newer one, man. Okay.
0: Um I think Sarah was on the right track when she said mother.
3: Yeah, Mother Ermal, Mother Urkel, Mother Mother Urkel, (laughs) Mother Hubbard. mother or um, Emma I don't know her name it's just mother <laughs>
0: well not according to this
3: mhm i only have half points
0: <laughs> yeah honestly if you if we put 9 and 8 together sarah would have a full point
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
1: oh yeah isn't uh the Irma, one, she's a really skinny purple character that like smokes a lot. Yeah,
2: and *Emperor's New Groove*.
1: *Emperor's New Groove*. Yeah. That one, Isma. Isma, Isma, yeah,
0: that's number twelve on this list. Yzma's Sarah, on Sarah, this? Sarah, Sarah got it. She did. She, oh, she, oh, got she did got it. Say I stole
3: that. it. Isma. <laughs> she's so funny though. How could she? <laughs> All right, yeah, she is kind of evil. That's true. okay. So we got
2: we got some random person from *The Princess and the Frog*. Sarah was right
0: oh. with the doctor.
3: I don't know. I can't. I can't. She
0: doesn't know the I name. Know. And she's right with the word mother for number eight.
2: <laughs> mother just, Earth no. from no. Moana. No. Uh, no. Mother.
0: It's, it's the movie Tangled, if that helps you. Oh. <laughs> See, I don't okay. know this movie very well.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the Rapunzel. Mother E. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I I feel like her name starts with an E. Am I right? No. Though? Okay. It
0: starts with a G.
2: Goddess. You know what?
0: I'm just not going to give them to any of you. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. All right, yeah,
2: that's fair. Eight, nine, we're done. I've had enough. I'm going to uh, kill Brander myself. <laughs> what was that? That's intense. Um, I <laughs> <Sorry>. am. <laughs> uh, do a recap of them. I'll tabulate the uh, the totals here. Beauty.
0: 15, we got Shere Khan. Number 14, Claude Frollo. Number 13, Randall Boggs. Number 2 is Yzma. 11 is Gaston. 10, we got the Queen. 9 is Dr. Facilier. Oh, Dr. The Princess Facilier. and the Frog. Number 8 is Mother Gothel Ugh, from Tangled. Gothel. Mm. Just whatever. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, number seven, we got Captain Hook. Six Krill Deville Five Jafar. Four Hades. Three Maleficent. Uh, number two is Scar, and number one is Ursula.
2: Well, well done, I everybody. Think that was pretty good. That was pretty Not good. We only bad. got missed two, and bless, no one. They else were stupid.
0: Two. <laughs> they were stupid. All right, There's let's take a
2: look. Oh no no! Wait, wait, what were we gonna say there?
0: I was just gonna say that, like, I thought Sarah was totally on on the right with the um, Pocahontas and like Mulan. No. Even it's like, why aren't those yeah. in the top? Like,
2: fucking. Tank. I feel like I feel like Mulan's villain in particular. Well, both of them, but Mulan's in particular, he's like a he's kind of a terrifying and also like really vicious guy. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, and yeah. the fact that he's not in the top fifteen is kind of mind-boggling to me. I agree. Wild. Ridiculous. Let's take a look at the scores. Sure. Yeah. Um, what do you got, Shannon? I, I'm sorry to say, Shannon. You, I mean, you got number two and three, but that's all you got. You had two. Lost <laughs> I
1: lost again. I lost again.
2: Uh, I got five, and Sarah got six, so Sarah Ooh, wins. Oh, Sarah! Ah,
3: I took it with a steal I think.
2: Yes, you did. <laughs> you did. Well done, oh, Sarah. What do that I worked, get guys. for winning? Uh, the opportunity to guess first next week.
3: Oh. Or whenever oh. we do this again yeah that's um, fun you don't know,
2: say we should have like a little trophy sort of thing we
1: should that's yeah, not necessary
2: yeah no no because like, I'll I, never have it <laughs> <laughs> yeah something's not worth having if Shannon can't have it that's right um, if you guys want get... to stay date with <laughs> we, yeah, sorry okay before we actually go on to the next song um, who would be like maybe your like favorite uh, Disney villain oh, I think okay. Hades for Hades for me I think is my fa- just because he's so sassy mm-hmm.
3: he is mm-hmm. very he's sassy he's hilarious and also yeah. evil Mm-hmm. Um, mine is definitely Ursula. Like I embody her. I feel like on a good day. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. I'm go with her. Ursula.
1: Yeah, Hades would be my pick. I think Hercules has to be my most watched Disney movie of all time. So good. So. I- I'm weird. gonna and- go with
0: an oddball one. Oh yeah. Um, Hopper from A Bug's
2: Life. Oh, he's- okay. I oh, love a good one that. Too.
0: Yeah. That's a good movie. Same guy who
2: voiced Hades. Yeah, actually.
3: I was just going to say. I think it's the oh, same shit.
1: Shit. Yeah,
0: it yeah. is. What's his... James Woods. James Woods. James yeah. Woods. Uh,
3: um,
1: that Hercules soundtrack, by the way, guys. No, Kevin
0: Spacey is it. A... No. Uh, Hopper. Kevin Spacey is Hopper, I'm pretty sure. No, it's He's James Woods. Hopper, too. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah,
3: they're think both Kevin fucks. Spacey plays really? in, um, Ant, in the Ant play. movie that was equally. Yes, Ants. Um, but no yes I agree Shannon great soundtrack. great soundtrack I mean the muses you know they sing you away it's funny yeah
1: it's it's yeah. genius it has to be the best Disney soundtrack yeah. it's so opinion. good mm-hmm. yep.
2: uh if you guys want to stay I mean pull the plug related please that was a slur and a half if you guys want to stay <laughs> up a date with anything pull the plug related. Clearly, you should um, head on over to our website.
1: p 2 dot com.
2: What's the final song of the evening there, sir? Sorry, just to point out Kevin Spacey oh, is Hopper. Really? Yeah. Oh, la, 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 la. yeah.
0: So, just to ruin oh, ruin that
2: sh- for you guys. Still a shitty human being. Yeah. yeah, yeah He's a shit person. What are you going to do? Yeah.
0: What are you going to do? The last one. We're going to do some more Trevor Gordon Hall here. This one's called Ontic Blues on PTP Podcast. Gordon Hall, that one's called Ontic Blues. We're back here on PTP Podcast, and uh, it's going to pretty much wrap it up here.
2: That's right. It is going to wrap this up. What a show! Holy man! Uh, before we leave, though, yep. um, I got some recos. It's time for the rec
0: room. There
2: it is. The rec
0: room.
2: Bringing it. back. In the room, I suppose. All right. All right. I've got. I've got two. One is a new podcast that I've been. That I've been listening to. Um, I kind of go, uh, this is kind of one of those shows where like every week they have like on a new guest and I'm not going to listen to every single episode because some of the guests I'm just like, I'm not interested in. I don't know who they are whatever. Uh, but the guests that I do know, I really like this show. It's a show called Films to be Buried With, uh, with Brett Goldstein. Okay. Uh, those of you who don't know who Brett Goldstein is, he is, um, he plays in Ted Lasso.
1: What's his character's name again? Uh, Roy Kent.
2: Roy Kent plays roy kent in ted lasso um and he brings on a guest every week and he kind of puts up like a, a fake scenario of like this person died and now they're holding like a film festival in heaven so what's like the first film you remember watching and what film scared you the most made you laugh the most all this kind of stuff oh, so he just talks to famous people about, about their favorite movies and i kind of periodically get on like big kicks where i just want to watch movies all the time Mm-hmm. and like expand my knowledge of movies so this is a really kind of cool way of, of getting into that so i would yeah, check that out if you're into, cool. into movies
0: interesting yeah
2: um and then finally me and brian can probably talk a little bit about this but the new angels and airwaves album life forms is pretty much all i've been listening to that's it that's like fuck me man it's <laughs> it's really fucking good though it's really good
1: i think there's even a song on it that i like I,
2: here's the thing Shannon's what? not a fan, and that's that's fine. You don't have to be a fan of Neither anything. Sarah.
1: You don't have to be a fan of anything. No, you don't have to be a
2: fan of anything that you don't want to be a fan of. But no. Shannon's also awesome enough that she's she's open minded enough. Where I was just like, I think you might like this song. Song, no more guns. And right, Bryner, yeah. Brianer said it perfectly. It's when it sounds like when Green Day still wrote bangers. That's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it really totally. does. And so I told Shannon, I was like, you might, you might like this song. And yeah, you checked to your credit, you checked it out. And yeah. yeah. It no, like
1: it, it. it was, um, yeah, it was definitely uh, their most enjoyable track I think I've ever listened to. Awesome. Um, and it was very much like talking about my generation
2: yeah. vibes, oh, totally. which was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Brenner have talked uh, extensively about the album. It may be our favorite Angels and Airwaves album ever. Yeah. I yeah. think it's. I think it is mine. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty up there. Bold. It's pretty great. So it is bold. Um, we got our vinyls coming in very soon. Super jazz <sighs> on that. Very excited. Can't wait. So holy hell. Yeah, that's what I've been check enjoying.
3: Nice. Love that. Um, my recommendation is actually an album. Um, so for anyone that wants to have a little bit of music in their lives after today's show, uh, check out um the album called the ocean blue self-titled actual album so i guess the band is also called the ocean blue i I don't know anything about this band but it is it was uh released in 1989 and it's very um 80s pop kind of like the smiths vibes you Mm. know if i can yeah but it's totally um i've never heard of any of these songs before so it's right up the alley with like uh, new Order and, like, The Smiths and that sort of stuff, but I which I love. So, for me, this was an awesome album because it's, like, so new but so not new at the same time. So, uh, definitely check it out. It's on Spotify, and um, the first three songs are serious bangers. So, it's just a great song to, like, put on if you need a little bop in your step for whatever you're doing during your day. So, that's my I, recommendation.
2: I, I love that type of music that just – like from that era from that era and that type of music, it just periodically you need to listen to that. And it just makes you feel mm. like awesome. I don't know. I yeah. love it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Great, rec- great recommendation from the Robo ro- ro- Rec Room.
4: <laughs> ro- yeah. rec- ro-
0: I've been listening to a lot of Interpol lately. Like mm. a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Uh more specifically the album Turn on the Bright Lights. Um it's an older album, uh 2002. But holy shit, is this, it's just, oh, it's it's an experience listening to this album. If you've never listened to this album, Mm -hmm. it is a, like, how would you describe it, Sarah? Like, it's like this indie, like
3: yeah like i don't know it's like indie
0: rock but yeah, like
3: it's indie it's like very melodic and yeah very like, melodic yeah very like long tended like moments and it's just like it's got a very distinct sound but you can hear how that sound influenced a lot of other bands afterwards and yeah it's nice. definitely well i love Interpol, so um yeah it's like i don't know yeah
0: it's like early, like it influenced i know for sure it influenced like the killers and like their first like album so mm. like sounds like the it, like it has that kind of a, a sound if you can kind of picture that in um, indie
2: rock but with like arena rock vibes <laughs>
0: exactly yeah totally hmm. so um yeah it's just it's an absolutely wicked album super chill the um, singer's
3: voice is amazing the too. singer's
0: voice is amazing uh I, it it's just it blows me mood. away. so it's if you mood. need something new to like kind of listen to on like kind of a
3: a down day yeah, where you down don't day, chiller to be vibe. Doing anything Turn on the bright
0: lights by Interpol. I like, yeah. guarantee you'll like it.
1: Right on. Oh, awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm switching gears back to things that I'm watching. Sure. Uh, uh, we've just been loving everything at Apple TV Plus. That if yeah. if people are not on the Apple TV uh, movement yet, um, I don't think I've watched a single thing on there that I've not thoroughly enjoyed. Um, yeah. my, my latest obsession is a show called truth be told um it stars octavia spencer and it's in its second season now um she's a journalist turned podcaster and it's all focused on like crime so it's a really fun melding of worlds for me that i love crime i love i
2: love crime i love crime
1: (laughs) (laughs) i love like i like most of the podcasts i listen to are sort of like true crime focused and stuff like that so um yeah, it, it's just a really well-written, really well-acted show um, over there. Um, also really fun, every year come October, we love diving back into Halloween or spooky movies. For
4: sure. yes. This season. one,
1: we have kicked it way back. I don't think I've seen this movie probably in 20 years.
2: Yeah, it's been close to it, yeah.
1: Guys, we're watching E.T.,
2: it is wow. so classic.
1: fucking good. Yeah. It's surprising. what a score.
2: It's surprising yeah. how well it holds up still. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason it's a classic. like obviously it's a classic, but there's a reason it's like has this staying power. Like it's like the, the effects are still like, oh wow, that's for like 82 or 83. Mm-hmm. Like that's legit. The
1: effects yeah. are impressive. Just the 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 style of the shots, like they knew yeah. what aesthetic they were going for. I forgot how actually, like, unnerving some of the early opening scenes can mm-hmm. be. Um, yeah. It's just, it's such an impressive movie. And, yeah, um, yeah I just, I, I urge people, like, every October, like, this is it. We sit on the couch. We want to go through movies um, that are, yeah, m- match the spooky season feel. And holy shit, does E.T. hold up. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's If I could just say, it's probably my favorite John Williams score.
3: It's a classic. I really,
0: yeah. really, like, I know Star Wars, obviously, is, like, the biggest one, but I feel like E.T. was super underrated.
2: Well, it um, is. It's, it's underappreciated.
3: Yeah. It's, it's, uh yeah, I mean, it definitely is up there. It's one of his best, for sure. Yeah. And there's a reason why, Um, just to add on your point, Shannon, about the effects, like, there's a reason why, and the shots, there's a yeah. reason why so many filmmakers obviously look back to the, that movie and for a certain vibe or genre, because they... 'Cause they epitomize that type of eighties, like, I don't yeah. know what, like know look what the, the look is of the eighties. The look of the
4: eighties, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like
3: that's true. And- and the,
1: the music really drives and defines every scene. Like there's mm-hmm. one like overhead sort of, it would be like a drone shot these days of like Elliot riding his bike up the mountain. And the music that they've put behind that, like the score to that yeah. scene, it's just a kid riding his bicycle and yeah. you are invested in the scene. Like yeah. it's yeah. it's such a driving force behind the movie that yeah, that, that score cannot be ignored. So um, yeah, it's just really fun taking that dive back
4: Mm-hmm.
5: into
1: our childhood um wow. so yeah lastly uh i'm going back to music here guys if you've not checked out this album it is time to do so this beautiful chaos from trevor gordon hall Hell you gotta yeah. check it out guys TrevorGordonHall.com. um get it in you
2: i had the uh, i had it on my headphones pretty much all day while i was doing work like it he actually he said it best in the interview like a lot of people are listening to instr- instrumental music now because they are you know doing stuff from home and whatnot and yep. they want that background but you don't necessarily want to always listen to a podcast or music with lyrics because it might be distracting mm-hmm. yeah for, for me it is at least so having that kind of instrumental music is is really great because you still have that background you still have music in your life but it's a different type of music and
1: we need this now more than ever <laughs> yeah
2: it's yeah, uh, totally. it's a great album Great album. Um, links for everything. Trevor Gordon Hall is obviously going to be in the show notes. Um, I think I saw on his website that a vinyl version of the new album is coming out uh, shortly oh, as well. So if you're interested in that, uh, take a look at that as well. So Right on. Is that it? We got the rec room That's finished? It. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Really little business things. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Patreon.com slash p 2 b podcast. Yeah. Give us your money. Yeah, please. <laughs> we could use it. Like desperately. Um, yeah. For as little as $1 we do a month. Uh, you can support this absolute nonsense, and we can continue having great uh, interviews with fantastic guests like Trevor Gordon Hall. Uh, thank you so much to our uh, our patrons, uh, Connor Graham and Phil Marks. You guys keep the lights on here. You keep my pants off, and that's all I can ask for. That's you, really. the main thing.
1: <laughs> it's not all that we're all asking for. No. Um, we would prefer that you podcasted with your pants on, but...
2: Well... Yeah, but, you know, Briner asked, so... I no. Yeah. I You gotta stop requesting
1: secret. this.
2: Yeah, secret... <laughs> Yeah, I'm See a secret Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, patreon.com slash uh, p 2 to support us that way. If you can't support us monetarily, totally get it. I wouldn't be able to support anything right now monetarily. No. Um, share the podcast with your friends. You know, let them know this fucking stupid show is kind of funny sometimes. And maybe people will listen to it. Um, you can also rate and review us on iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. That really does help uh, get the word out as well. So thank you so much for that. Uh, is that it? We're good. We're done. We, we nailed it. I think that's it. I would just like to give you all, me included, because mm-hmm. I'm part of the all, a sure. round of applause for uh, this, this, this show. Coming back strong. <laughs> yeah, that's <was> good. <laughs> you know, we we're off for two weeks, and we've done it.
1: We've done it. We've done it. We're we've back.
2: peak. Next week, m- more, more dumbness. That's right. And we're going yeah. to crevice. It's going to be great. p2bpodcast.com. Thank you guys so much for listening.
3: Peace, love, and butt stuff.
2: We're going to crevice.
3: Remember, kids, eat dessert first. Smart. I like that. That's just good advice.
0: That That is just very good advice.
3: Yeah. That's going to be my out. I like it. (laughs) Kiss my Kirby butt. Goodbye. Don't you fuck it up.